You're listening to Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. This is 5G done right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Canseyone Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Behind the mask, whether you're on ice or in line, we are the Valley's headquarters for all of your hockey needs. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Summer Skates, get your personalized koozies and shower shoes at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Rob Rothbarb. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends over at the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino, uh, right in downtown Las Vegas, right on Fremont Street. Uh, what a beautiful spot now that Vegas is coming back to life. Scott Strandy joining you tonight uh, from beautiful uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's a uh, toasty 108 or so and, and real beautiful. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb, joining me tonight from, guess where, folks? The Home Run Derby in Colorado at Coors Field. So uh, we are thrilled to uh, to see what Rob can tell us about baseball as well tonight. A very knowledgeable man in the baseball world, so don't forget about that. Uh, so we will have Rob on in just a second here. Um, and, and also tonight, uh, lots of stuff going on in the NHL, AHL. Uh, our first full week without um, uh, NHL games to talk about. July 7th, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning captured back-to-back Stanley Cup championships uh, with a one nothing victory over Montreal. So we will, uh, we will get into that as well. We also have AHL hockey to talk about. And uh, it's my pleasure to welcome in Rob Rothbard. Rob, how are you in beautiful Colorado? Well, a little toasty, to be honest with you. It's about 84 degrees and about 70% humidity. So uh, it's pretty toasty <laughs> for the home run derby, and the balls are flying out. Oh, I, think, I bet they, I, I bet I they Soto are. Hit, I think Soto hit one 520 feet. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how's the stadium there, packed? The stadium is actually packed. There's some in the. I'm in the upper deck and along the right field side where I'm on the left field I'm not between home and third. There's some empty seats up there, but down low, there's not a seat to be had. Nice. That's good. Baseball's back and the fans are back. That's what we're all hoping for in every sport. Of course, we're here to talk NHL and AHL hockey. Got a great guest coming on with us tonight. We're going to have uh, the associate head coach and the uh, the guy that was running the show for the Tucson Roadrunners last year, Steve Potvin, joining us, I believe, from Boston when Steve jumps on here in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that he- he was down in the uh, uh, Tampa area for the uh, the final game, I believe, of the uh, Stanley Cup final. So we'll have that to talk about. New coach that's going on in the AHL. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, let's start off tonight, uh, Rob, by talking about a big trade by the Oilers. Uh, Duncan Keith traded to the Oilers from the Blackhawks. Your thoughts on that one? Well, I knew he wanted to go home. I knew he wanted to go back to the Pacific Northwest. I was thinking more Seattle in a in a pre-expansion draft deal. Uh, but Edmonton, they're looking to upgrade their defense. They're looking to get someone that has some winning experience and it comes from a winning culture. And I think Duncan Keith kind of wanted to get out of Chicago. Yeah, I think maybe that's the truth. Uh, they got Caleb Jones and the third-round pick um, as well from the Oilers. The Oilers also received... Uh, Tim Soderlund, Soderlund, I should say. And uh, keep in mind, Duncan Keith turns 38 on Friday. So he's not a spring chicken here. He still has two seasons remaining on that big 13-year, $72 million contract um, with a $5.5 million average van, uh, value that he signed back in 2009. So uh, they're getting a good one, no doubt about it. He won a con Smythe uh, back in 2015 and um, a very solid defenseman, but 
Um, is he what the Oilers need? He is what the Oilers need because they need someone that, uh, has, like I said, comes from a veteran leadership for all these yeah, Rob, I think we're we're uh, getting a little uh, interference here. You're cutting in and out, so uh, see if you have a chance to uh, find a location that's a little bit more solid. But uh, going back and forth, I think I know what you're saying is that he might be what the uh, Oilers needed. So. Um, that going on, of course, uh, free agency starts July 28th. We have the expansion draft on July 21st. We've got the, uh, the entry draft on the 23rd and 24th. So um, all kinds of things going on. Uh, we got some guys uh, that played here locally in Arizona for the Phoenix Junior Coyotes that are going to be drafted. There's no doubt about that. It's where. So uh, when we have Steve on in just a few minutes, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. He's very familiar with those players as well. So that's what's going on on the NHL side of things. Um, uh, a lot of talk as well with uh, Pierre Maguire joining the Senators front office. Your thoughts on that one? I, I found that to be a very interesting move. Uh, I guess with uh, NBC losing the hockey contract, he felt he wasn't going to be brought over by ESPN, so he had to figure out something for himself. Uh, but, you know, it's another guy that goes from the booth to the front office and that. I just find that, you know, a strange trend. <laughs> strange indeed. And I think the Coyotes had talked about bringing him in or at least maybe interviewed him a while back uh, when people were talking about it. So who knows? We'll see. I mean, he obviously has a chance to see a lot of the guys as he's doing uh, games on TV, but uh, a different different um, style. So we'll see what the Senators get with that. Of course, here in Arizona, we know Joey Decord, uh, uh, a, a Senators draft pick and, uh, probably a high prospect and goal for the Senators. So we'll see how that affects him, if any. Also uh, talk about uh, what the Avalanche are going to do with Grubauer. He says he wants to stay in Colorado. Um, your thoughts on uh, whether Grubauer stays or goes? Uh, he seems content to stay, and it seems like he'll take a little bit less money to stay. So I see him returning because he, he really wants to win a championship and show that he can lead the Avalanche to a championship. So I really think that he stays and takes less money. I think you're uh, totally right about that. And then, of course, uh, the talk uh, right now is the number one draft pick, uh, Owen Power, who everybody seems to be as a consensus, um, interviewed with the Sabres, who have the number one pick, says he'd love to go there. Is that where Owen Power ends up, or does, uh, does the Sabres go a different direction? Unless they trade the pick, I think anybody who says they're willing to go there, you've got to draft them. And he already said that he, you know, he would love to be in Buffalo, love to help that organization and, and grow and win a championship there. So I think I think Owen Powell is the, the leading candidate right now for the number one. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And, of course, Seattle in the expansion draft, uh, the rules came out again now saying that they're equal to uh, what Vegas went through. The difference being Vegas does not have to participate in the expansion draft. And uh, as we get closer and closer and we find out uh, in a week or so uh, when players are, uh, are left exposed, if you will, um, any any surprises that you've been hearing about, Rob? Not really. I mean, you're going to hear about some bad contracts that, that gonna, teams are going to try to get rid of. Look, the Rangers just signed Brett Howden to a one-year contract to be able to expose him to the cracking uh, from everything I'm hearing about the Rangers, he's pretty much the lead candidate, and now they can protect Blackwell or Rooney, one of those two. Uh, I think it's going to be Rooney and uh, and Howden exposed to, as forwards for the expansion draft. Uh, but as far as surprises, no, I, I don't really – I haven't heard any. Uh, some of the bad contracts that can't be moved, uh, you, you might see trades on taking on another bad contract or either uh, less of a draft pick uh, come to Okay, and then the final thing to talk about here before we uh, take a quick break and bring on our special guest is uh, the top free agent forwards out there, Gabriel Landeskog, Alexander Ovechkin, Taylor Hall. Any of those going to sign somewhere other than their their uh, current teams, or are they uh, all locked in to stay where they're at? Uh, 
I think they're all going to stay where they're at because I, the only one I thought might have tested would be Taylor Hall, but everything that I know and everything I've heard, he wants to go back to Boston. Uh, so I, I think Len, I, Colorado can't let Lenders guy go. I mean, he's the heart and soul of that team, and he's he's a veteran, and they should win with him. So I think he, I think everybody stays. Well, and I think with Landeskog, uh, they obviously have the money in the salary cap room to, to make him uh, uh, the guy that they want to keep. So I don't see how they let him go either. Um, with Taylor Hall, I think Taylor Hall's tested the waters, so to speak, a little bit. He's been in different places in Arizona and Buffalo um, and now Jersey. with Boston and <laughs> Jersey. Yeah, let's throw that out there. That's where he was before. Uh, and, of course, Edmonton's where he started. So uh, I think he's a good fit in Boston. I think he uh, probably stays. I think he had his best time in Boston. It's the first time he looked motivated from the minute he stepped on the ice with the Bruins. So I think he'd be crazy not to resign there, and I think the Bruins would be crazy not to try. Totally agree with you on that. And the final thing, I guess I, I want to get one more thing in here, is uh, the NHL has revealed their plans for a full 82-game schedule, um, previous divisions next season. Uh, so they're going to begin in October, end in April, more traditional, back to normal, if you will. Um, any fears from you, Rob, that, uh, that the, uh, COVID vac- vaccination policies and COVID, uh, that policies itself might, might throw a wrench into things again this year. Do you think we're set to go on with a, a regular season? Well, this new variant that they're talking about is the only thing that I could see throwing a monkey wrench in. But if you already had two doses of any type of vaccine, you'll just get another vo- dose of it, which will be fine. So, no, I, I really foresee a 82-game schedule. I foresee full crowd. I mean, look, I'm at this game right in the Home Run Derby right now, and it's a full crowd. And it's going to be a full crowd going forward unless the unless it's a full uh, U.S. shutdown like it had been. But I really don't see that happening. I really see that it's full full. Uh, Forge ahead or full force ahead and, and go for that 82 game season. Start it on time, end it on time, and get the NHL back to on this. Yep, I think that's uh, definitely what's going to happen unless something surprises us, like you said. Um, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's bring our special guest tonight, the associate head coach of the Tucson Roadrunners, Steve Potvin, in about three minutes. Hi, this is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and low. 
You're listening to Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel, Resort, Casino, everything right on uh, Fremont Street, downtown Las Vegas. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona, my co-host, Rob Rothfarb, not from that beautiful Southern California home, but out in uh, Colorado at a home run derby for the Major League Baseball. So, uh, Rob, you have one more thing to bring up before we bring on our guests, so throw it out there quickly. Yes, we had talked about Gerard Gallant and who he might hire as his staff, and it looks like he's going to be hiring his longtime friend, Mike Kelly. No shock there, no shock there at all. Okay, it's time. Let's bring on the man, Steve Potvin, my good friend and uh, the associate head coach for the Tucson Roadrunners, who's been traveling more than I have lately. Steve, Scott, and Rob with you. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Just landed in Boston. Uh, quite the uh, quite a difference in in, uh, in weather, that's for sure. <laughs> we're 63 degrees here tonight, so we're, okay. we're enjoying a, a cool night. Okay, so from, from April 5th till May 5th, I drove 7,662 miles <laughs> and, and covered every level of hockey I could from age 16 up. Um, so you're flying. Uh, I guess that's the difference between big time and, and small time like I am. <laughs> no, nah, you, you got to enjoy the sights and the scenes around you, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a, a, a great experience. Um, yeah, you know, flying with uh, with my boy, we're, he's at a tryout this uh, this coming week, so uh, getting him here quick would, uh, is the best way to go. What kind of tryout does he have? So he's with the, he's with the Islanders next season. So they're going through their main camp. We're in Boston, and the uh, the league he's going to be playing is is the uh, NCDC. Very nice. And how old is he, Steve? He's eighteen. An eighteen-year-old Rob, Rob's got himself a twenty-one-year-old that just uh, and I, I meant to bring this up early, but Rob's got a boy that's playing uh, college baseball this year. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's going to be committed to uh, San Bernardino and playing D2 baseball come the fall. Hey, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank Good you. Yeah, he, he was out playing for the Power in Palm Springs, and uh, he was seen by a couple of coaches and took the uh, San Bernardino. How fun. Good for you. It's it's a grind. I'm sure he's been uh, he's been working hard for it, so congratulations. Thanks. Yes, he has. <laughs> So, Steve, we've been holding on to this 110, 115 degrees for you. So when you get back from Boston, uh, uh, there's still going to be plenty of it. The monsoon storm's rolling in now every night about 7, 7.30. It's typical Arizona weather. But you were in Tampa, weren't you, just uh, not too long ago? I was. What an experience that was. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we went down to see Game 5, and, you know, we were hoping – uh, that we'd see a game five. We basically booked our tickets as soon as uh, Montreal won the, their their series, and they knew they were coming to Tampa or going to Tampa. So uh, we paid tickets and bought the flights right away to see game five. Uh, my dad is a diehard Montreal fan, and he happens to live in Florida. And he said, "Look, I'll buy the hockey tickets. You buy the flights, and we'll we'll meet at the game." I was like, "Done deal. Let's go." <laughs> Well, well, Steve, Steve, I, I'm actually the funny you mentioned your dad because I'm at the home run derby with a guy by the name of Mark Thorner, and he used to tutor Christian. Oh, hello. Yeah, still here. Saying that uh, this guy Mark Thorner used to be a teacher down in Florida in Miami area, and he used to tutor Christian. Okay, so, so I, I, I think you're referring to my dad, uh, Dennis Potvin. Yes, I thought that's you. Yeah, so so yeah, my dad, my dad isn't Dennis Potvin. My dad is actually Roger Potvin. My uh, my my cousin is Dennis Potvin. So uh, I apologize. Yeah, no worries, no worries. It happens all the time. We got to get that uh, <laughs> sorted out. <laughs> okay, but what so, pedigree I have, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the Stanley Cup final. Um, any surprises there, Steve? Because first of all, let me throw out what I thought I saw when the Canadians battled the, the Golden Knights. It looked to me an awful lot like uh, the Canadians had threw everything they had into that series. And I don't know how much they had left in the tank uh, when they got Tampa Bay, but 
Uh, that being said, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay, right? Oh, I agree. I think I think they gave everything they had uh, just to get by Toronto, Winnipeg, and then you know Vegas. Those are three major teams. I don't think they had a lot left, and you know I, I guess the cap has been talked about. Also, I'm not sure uh, how many teams would have been able to compete with that team. Uh, when you watch them live, it just seems like there's you know first line after first line after second line after second line going out there. So it's not. Uh, it, it would have been tough for any team, I think, to beat them. And then you know if you get through their forwards, you've got their their top D to get through and. You know, we can we saw how stingy and how tight and difficult they were to play against. I mean, they, they won games one nothing, two one. They could win, you know, by scoring multiple goals, and uh, then of course they've got the best goalie in the league. So yeah, I I don't think it was a surprise to too many. You know, I think maybe the series would have went a little bit longer if it might have been Vegas or another team. But uh, you know, I, I honestly, I, I think it would have been uh, Tampa Bay for the cup anyway. I think that it was the first series that Montreal actually played that Price wasn't the better goalie. Going. Completely agree. Completely agree. You know, when you have to rely on your goalie so often, I, I think they wear down the most. Uh, you know, I was speaking with uh, our young prospect uh, in Tucson this year about tending, and he's, you know, he, he's such a good kid. He would come into the office every night or every pregame and, and say coach am I starting tonight uh, who's got to start <laughs> I was like listen Ivan you're our number one you're playing until <laughs> I tell you you're not you know and uh it, it, you know his other competition I think was the fifth goal in the organization so you know that kind of spices up the story a little bit more but you know he was talking about the mental focus it takes to play the game he goes no that's okay you know he's in his russian accent he's like you know no that's okay i want to play you know but uh, I, it's, I just have to make sure i'm focused the whole 60 minutes you know that's the hardest thing 60 minutes of focus and so i can i can imagine how difficult it would be um, to be a goalie that's relied on so heavily night in and night out and you know eventually i think you just you run out of steam but, uh, you know, nevertheless, the last game was one nothing, and he did his part. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there was a goalie that was more relied on in the playoffs than Carey Price. There's no doubt. Steve, what was it like to have fans back uh, and, and a full building of fans? I mean, I saw it the last couple of playoff games that I was at in Vegas, um, and, and it was like hockey was back again. Did you get that feeling in Tampa as well? How fun, you know. <sighs> you go in and, and you've been coaching for five years and you go and watch a game as a, as a fan. And it, it was hard not to become a fan. <laughs> the energy just kind of took you right, uh, right, right in. And it, it was hard not to, to, to go for Tampa. You know, it, it was electric. It was, it was, it was such a great vibe and it was great to be a part of. And I think it was amplified just because of, uh, you know, what you said, what they'd gone through with the pandemic. I think they were, so excited to see their team and cheer them on. It was it was great. And you know what? On that note, uh, you, you got to wonder if there'd be more energy on Montreal's side if if they were able to have full capacity in in, uh, in the forum, you know, or in the Molson Center. So well, that, now we have to ask. Interesting. You, now we have to ask: Is Tampa going to start a dynasty? I mean, back to back, and you know, it doesn't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, they've got the they've got some some intriguing pieces. Even if they do miss, uh, they're, they're, I mean, obviously they've got some cap issues, so there's going to be some player movement, and you know who knows what happens with the uh, the expansion draft. But you know what, they've still got such a great core. I, I think obviously their their goaltending is is going to be able to propel them to another level uh, anyway. So whether that looks like a you know a three peat or not uh, remains to be seen. But it, you know it's. It's something that's definitely not out of the question. So the flip side of that, uh, Steve, is, is Montreal. How much did they gain that young uh, forward group and, and the experience of going all the way to the cup final? Um, how much will that propel them in the future? Yeah, you know, it's great seeing a kid like Suzuki uh, have the success he had in, in the in the final, you know, and I think there was a pretty good blend there of veteran leadership and some some youth. So it'll be interesting to see how the, how they go. I think, you know, 
when you go to the cup final, it brings upon a lot of expectations. And sometimes those expectations, the second, third year, fourth year after a cup run uh, are difficult to meet or, or to match. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how Montreal responds, but you got to love seeing the, the reaction from, from management. And I, I think, you know, it, it brings a little bit more confidence in the process that they have going there. And I think they, they trust what, uh, uh, Bergeron is doing in, in Montreal and uh, you know it's 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 good to see them taking those steps okay so the obvious question now is uh, within the organization that you're involved with the Roadrunners slash Coyotes um, things have been pretty quiet uh, they have a new head coach now um, the new general manager has been in place for a little bit Things are starting to uh, come together a little bit, but the quietness has uh, left everybody going like, what's going on? We want news. We want news. Uh, anything new and exciting happening in the Coyotes organization that, that you can talk about? Well, I, I think that they're so in, enthralled in, in the draft and free agency and, and seeing what their team is going to look like. So right now, at, at this point in time, I think there's just so much focus and trying to figure out what the next steps are and what's available to us. And, you know, I, I know they're, they're grinding to make sure that the, they dot every I and cross their T's, you know, they, they've, uh, this is a, this is a big part uh, of our future coming up here, you know, so we've got to make the right decisions and uh, we've got to allocate the, the right amount of money to the right people. So um, I know that they're, I know they're busy and sometimes quiet is, is a good thing. So I, I know that uh, Andre is looking forward to, being part of the organization, and I know that he's doing the best he can to go out and meet the players, and you know, introduce himself to 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 them, and make sure that uh, they start off on the right foot. I think he's a real relationship-based man, and you know, he wants to earn trust right away. And you know, I think guys are excited for a new opportunity. You know, like he said in his press conference, you know, he doesn't care what happened in the past. He wants to to see guys you know, push forward, try to earn new jobs, new positions on their team. And if they can't earn new positions, then they're, they're looking to, you know, at least maintain. So, you know, there's some, some interesting names that probably pop up in our heads when, when he said that, you know, when you look at OEL's last couple of years and, you know, how the team has gone and, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that falls on his shoulders. So I'm sure he's um, he's excited to coach him and and give him a fresh start, you know, and some of the other guys that uh, are not too far behind. And how much will you be working with him, at, you know, from the uh, minor leagues on up to the professionals to be on the same page, be in the same, have the same system, and get your guys as prepared as possible for. Yeah, that that's going to come right around the corner. We're we're anxious as coaches, uh, you know, to see what kind of system he's going to bring. I know he's a high energy, high impact type player, coach, and is you know expects a lot of uh, energy from his players. So we're looking forward to seeing what that looks like uh, from a system standpoint. So we'll get together here in August. We'll go through the systems before camp and. And, uh, you know, iron out all the details that we need to, to make sure that we're, we're ironclad and, and uh, you know, ready to push it forward to our guys in Tucson. So uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, there's, there's obviously going to be a learning curve for, from us. There might be uh, some changes. There might be a lot of changes. Uh, we don't know yet. But uh, either way, we're, we're looking forward to expanding our knowledge and, and our, our way of teaching. So... It'll be interesting, and, and it'll be fun to meet Andre. Steve, last season you had a chance to uh, really work closely with the guys, and probably closer than ever because of the COVID restrictions. You guys spent a lot of time together. Um, but uh, a couple of guys that jumps to mind are, are your defenseman, Victor Soderstrom, and uh, a lot of people are asking about the, uh, the, the movement of Barrett Hayton. Are both of those two ready to make the jump, in your estimation, to, uh, to make the Coyotes roster? You know what? Uh, I, I expect that they're going to have a pretty big summer here, and I expect uh, the Coyotes are probably going to give them a good hard look. Um, I think, you know, it, it's an interesting season that we had last year because, you know, some of the guys were just starting to hit their midseason form, and basically we were at 40 games. 
So provided there was another 30 games left in the season, um, you know, I can imagine that there'd be even more growth, you know, from what we saw from Victor from the start of the season to the end of our season at, at 40 games, uh, he was starting to really come on. And same with Barrett, you know, he had to go through some, some pain, you know, a little bit of pain during the start of his season. Uh, you know, he wanted to, to really show that he was, um, you know, a high draft pick and he was able to play a, a very big role in the NHL. And, you know, sometimes he started, he was chasing the game, but by the end of the season, he was starting to really play a 200 foot game and he was starting to really put things together. And he was looking a lot like he had uh, with team Canada as captain that, you know, captured gold. So, you know, he was out of 40 games and I can just imagine what those guys would look like with 30 more games. Uh, so to answer your question, I think they'd be really close. I think this is a really big summer for them uh, as far as expanding their skills and, and you know, strength and, and you know, just, you know, get that man strength that you look for uh, to play in the NHL. And uh, yeah, I think they're right around the corner. I hear Rob, but I think he's breaking up on us. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if that was me or, or him. Uh, no. I'm sorry. Try it one more time, Rob. Right, yeah, I hear you now. Go ahead. Uh, what I was asking is that with the length of the schedule now, almost twice as long as last year, how's that going to be on your conditioning? Can you hear me, Scott? Yeah, I can hear you. Did you hear that question? Or yeah, I think I did. I think it had yeah. to do with uh, the, yeah. I hear you loud and clear. Season, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I think, you know, when you get to the midpoint part of the season, that usually signals that you know we got to get prepared for the playoffs, and you know that you 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 kind of go through that. Um, that, that period where the games get a little tighter and they get a little bit harder. And then those games seem to be a little bit more meaningful. Guys are, or teams are jockeying for position and they're trying to get to, to the playoffs or they're trying to maintain their position in the standings. So those last 40 games are really crucial for the, for the boys. And um, if anything, I, I think it, it helps them prepare for what's ahead. You know, there's going to be some time where at Christmas time where they're a little bit fatigued or, you know, you, you don't you feel like the games don't really mean that much. They do, but you kind of go through a little bit of a funk. So it, it is going to be a, a little bit of a, a, a challenge, I think. But once you get to that second part of the year, it's it's a lot easier to get motivated and you can see that the juice started to flow a little bit harder and and it, you know the games become a little bit more intense and they can see the playoffs and the end nearing and a lot of them are fighting for positions or you know trying to earn their next contract so i don't think it'll have a, an effect i think it's it actually just um you know prepares them for an nhl season and i, I think they get excited about it Okay, so I want to ask you a little bit about uh, the, the draft coming up because I know uh, your ties with the Junior Coyotes. There are some guys that you've seen that we're pretty sure are going to get uh, drafted. One of them is going to be a guest tomorrow night with us and Josh Doan. So um, just your thought on, on the progression of those Junior Coyotes that you maybe worked with uh, years ago that are now becoming men. I tell you, I can't, I can't even believe it. I still, you know, the last time I saw them, they were kids and, and you know, I <laughs> saw Josh just the other day at the ice den and man, he looks like a, a grown man, you know, and he speaks the game like a, an intelligent hockey player that's been playing for almost 20, 20 years. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what he is. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing to see the growth of hockey in Arizona and, and seeing these kids have an opportunity to play and you know to see all the hard work uh, that they put in as young kids uh to now be able to put that uh, towards an nhl dream is is pretty remarkable and you know we've got a lot of good kids that are that are coming up still matthew nyes josh Dome. we had red savage that you know moved a couple years ago but came up through our 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 program uh you know we've got a bunch of uh, kids that are playing college hockey and, and, you know, in the USHL that are 
just around the corner from them. So hopefully, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, Matthews obviously, obviously put a, put a good dent in, in hockey in Arizona and hopefully it, uh, it continues here. So I got a quick follow up on that one, Rob, if I can, um, for Steve, it, you know, when we had, uh, Riley Stewart on, he, he talked about Josh and how Josh seemed to be a leader from, from a very young age. And, and I don't think anybody's shocked at that with his dad being Shane Doan. But um, did you see that too? And are you surprised at all at the way Josh has, has grown into a leadership role? Or, or was he kind of born for that? He was, I mean, if he wasn't going to be a hockey player, he was going to be a GM in the league. Uh, his I, hockey IQ, his leadership qualities, his his knowledge of the game is so high and you could see it uh, right from the start. And I, and I think he was a kid that always had the skills, always had the hockey IQ. There's always a little bit of questioning about his skating and now his skating is, is, you know, he can, he can skate really well. Now he's got the skill, he can shoot the puck. He's got hockey IQ. He's got leadership. I mean, there's not a team in, in the league that would, uh, you, you know, would, would, I mean, there isn't a team in the league that wouldn't want a kid like like Josh. I actually officiated Josh when he was uh, 12 years old, uh, playing peewee and, and whatnot. And you're right, his skating at that time was not the best, but he had a hockey IQ in the center on the ice that just was second. Totally, totally. You know what? You could play him with anyone, and he would still be successful. He's the kind of kid, you know, there's – you know, center, right wing, left wing, you could put him in any position and he'd be fine. And, you know, you could play him with a top player and, you know, somebody that wasn't quite up to snuff at the skill, but that line would end up with a couple points at night and be the leading line, you know. He has, uh, yeah, he, he has a, a real good hockey IQ and he's he's got a real love and passion for the game as well. Steve, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, the uh... – the Sun Devils put out their schedule and they did a little video thing with uh, each player or several players um, posting a, a picture or a drawing of the team that they were going to play. And we're going to leave Josh's drawing out of it. <laughs> but, but the one thing we did see was that uh, he, he had selected jersey number 91. And uh, that's the first question I got for him tomorrow when he comes on is uh, uh, reverse 19 or some other some of the feel for 91. You got any thoughts on that? Where 91 it is? It's, it's got to be a reverse 19. I think it's great. I think it's great. Bring your own identity and, you know, still bring some of the old. That's great. I love it. Good thought. 91 is a great hockey number. Totally. Totally. <laughs> usually, this, okay. usually you have to be pretty good to, be, to, to wear 91. It's like golfing with a white belt, <laughs> you know? You got to be pretty good if you're wearing a white belt. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm going to put my white belt away now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, I want to ask you about uh, about uh, Matthew Nyes too because I don't think he's kind of sneaking under the radar. And one of the things that I'm hoping to be able to do at the end of this month is, is get to the uh, the summer showcase up in uh, in Plymouth and and watch the guys and, and see where they where they stand as far as everybody else. But Matthew seems to be sneaking under the radars a little bit. How good is he? Well, you know what? There were some games that we would play, and, and I felt badly for the other team. I felt like it wasn't fair because he's that good. <laughs> you know, I like guess he's he, that good. <laughs> yeah, he's that good. He's got uh, some pretty dynamic skills. Uh, you know, he can. he's one of those guys that can handle the puck through pressure, in pressure, with his head up. And, you know, when you have your head up, you can see the next play. So he's he was always able to make the next play and and he's now grown into his body like he's a he's a full grown 6 foot 3 200 pound man now so um and, and he's skilled so it's it's pretty scary 63 i think he's 6162 maybe but he's you know he's he's a pretty big man with with a unique skill set Okay, so the draft comes up. Uh, before that, there was the expansion draft. Um, any ideas on, on what that Seattle Kraken lineup might look like? I mean, it, we've seen it just a few years ago with Vegas, but it's uh, it, it's it's always intriguing to me the way teams build 
teams. And and I know Dave Haxtell from his days back at North Dakota, and uh, he's a unique coach in, in what he brings and how he brings. But any idea on, on what that lineup might look like on day one? It might look like, uh, you know, a semifinal team for the last four years in a row. <laughs> <You know. laughs> wow, that's some I mean, lofty goals right there. Right? I mean, I, I think if you look back at how um, – you know, unfortunate it was for Atlanta how hard they had to work to, you know, to get players, and it wasn't that easy for them. And I don't want to say it was; it's been easy for for Vegas. They obviously picked the right guys, and you know, they built and grown a, a great culture there of winning. So, you know, the last four seasons they've been in there since their inception. They they've been uh, uh, to the semifinals. So, you know, I, I anticipate no different from Seattle. I think Seattle is going to put up a, a good team and I think they've, they've learned and they've kind of seen what uh, Vegas has. And so they, I think they've got a good blueprint for, for success. You know, I think uh, as long as there's some players of, you know, like qualities that Vegas was able to pick up that are hungry and want to prove themselves, I think they'll have success. Okay, well, I send Rob all the time over to Palm Springs. Uh, him and I were there a while back, uh, two months ago, I guess, waiting to see that new arena come up. And every time he comes over there, it's still a, a, just a piece of dirt. So we're hoping <laughs> that things get rolling there. But uh, with their franchise now having their AHL team uh, out in uh, uh, South Carolina, I think, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But getting back to the AHL side of things, um, the rosters just keep getting better and better. I mean, every day I check to see who who's coming in with the AHL teams and who they're signing and maybe trading for. And um, your thoughts on and just how good this Pacific Division of the AHL is getting? Oh, it's getting it's getting great. I mean, you, you know what? Like, there's these days the kids are so good, they're so talented. I, I was just talking to somebody the other day about, um, you know. Being a skills coach, by the time you get to the NHL and you're a skills coach, there is nothing these kids wouldn't have already seen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there isn't a lot that we're going to be able to teach them from a skill standpoint. You know, all the kids have skating coaches. They have skills coaches. They have, you know, analytic coaches. So um, it's just amazing to see how, how the growth of hockey has gotten so strong and it doesn't matter where you're from or, you know, where you've played. There's these kids are so skilled and what they're able to watch on hockey or on their phones and, you know, the access that they have. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's incredible to see uh, the growth of hockey, but to go back to your point, the, the Pacific division, you know, I think you saw Vegas and uh, you know, the, the season that they had in Bakersfield, the season that they had, you know, it would have been a good. It would have been a good time to to see how it would have fared against the East. You know, the East has always kind of come on top and come out on top. But it, I think this year would have been a, a good a good final. Okay, so so my question to you right now is that when you look at at the guys that you're going to have uh, with the Roadrunners. And, and the talk in Tucson, and, and I give so much credit to everybody down there because they, they you know, one thing I've said through COVID, uh, Steve, is that relevancy is the word, right? Keeping your team relevant, even though the fans couldn't engage the way they normally would at games and stuff. But um, the, the fans in Tucson are hungry. They want to see some, some action and, and some playoff action again because they kind of got a little taste of it, and they then they lost it because of the COVID, but they're ready to get it back. So, who do you like and, and how do you see your roster coming together? Well, you know what? Uh, Jan Yannick, I think, is going to have a big year this year. Uh, his The way he ended the season with the NHL club and, and the way he ended the season with the Roadrunners, he, he's ready to take the next step. And you can see that he's hungry and, you know, he's here in the summertime and he's working and he's, you know, he's doing all the extras that he needs to do and, uh, it, it's great to see. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what he brings. And then, then uh, you know, we talked about uh, Barrett and, and Soda, but I'm looking to see, you know, I'm interested to see how Ty Emerson comes around. And, uh, you know, we're, we've got some Cam Crowdy had a, a really good first year. You know, if he has a big summer and can bring a, a physical presence to the team and, and be able to kill plays, 
I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. And then we've got uh, a Michelli coming from from Europe, and you know he's he's a Connor Garland type player where he can beat guys one on one, and you know he can he, he's real effective on the power play, and he can score you some goals. So I'm I'm curious to see how he uh, how he comes in. And then we've got uh, Ben McCartney that had a great finish to the season. You know he he was a kid that. Uh, uh, we signed late, you know, we didn't uh, really hear too much about him during the, the regular season. And then, you know, he kind of snuck in there at the end and he played some some games for us and he finished with a point of game uh, coming straight out of junior. And that's rare to see. And it, uh, it was great to see. He was a kid that, you know, was taking pucks to the net hard and wasn't uh, afraid of engaging in battles. And he was really strong over the puck and, you know, things that you don't really uh, – see right away out of kids that are coming out of junior and, and you could see he was ready to play a pro style game so i'm l- really looking forward to seeing what he can do next year when he comes into the lineup robert he's still there with one more i am i am so uh your, your projected uh, order of finish in, in the Pacific with, the, with obviously the runners on top? You know what? It's going to be, it, it, you know what? We're going to, it's going to be um, a, a great challenge for us to get back to that, to that, uh, you know, number one seed. I think we're a team that's going to be scrappy and depending on who we get back from the NHL and what kind of, you know, decisions we make on a couple guys here, we're going to make a good push for it. Well, I look forward to a great 21-22 AHL. Agreed. So are we. We're, we're excited about it. You know, we're really excited about having a, you know, a real type season with, uh, you know, no more protocols and we can all be in the same locker room, same bus, you know, have our staff come in and interact with the players and, you know, be able to get our skills and our development coaches together and, and you know, push push forward with the, with the guys like we had in the past. You know, we didn't uh, – we, we weren't able to do that last year. And I think, uh, you know, for a smaller budget team that's, uh, you know, really dependent on, on growth from, from our, our younger guys, uh, th- that's definitely going to be, a, a, you know, a, a welcomed uh, addition again to be able to work with the skills coaches and dev coaches for sure. Steve, we saw uh, one thing, and I'll let you go on this one, is uh, one of the news pieces that that came across, and I think, again, it got kind of downplayed, but you got a a player from Great Britain that you guys signed. Um, You've had him in camp a few times, I think, but tell us a little bit about uh, the Great Brit. Yeah, Liam Kirk. He, you know, he's, to be honest with you, right to the 11th hour. We weren't uh, sure... Uh, coming out of junior where we would uh, see him fit if he'd be a good signing. But, man, did he have a great world. He went to the world championships and he was, he was impressive. <laughs> he was impressive. He was impressive. And you know what? It's great to see those kinds of kids where they're, they fight right to the end. And you know what? There wasn't a lot of talk with him. And you know what? He, he dug in and – he pulled up his bootstraps and he went right to work and you know he didn't uh, he didn't waste any time while he was at the worlds and he had a great junior season and you know uh, you know unfortunately sometimes uh, you know what you do in junior isn't always enough but uh, to see him compete against men and you know against some really good competition obviously here and his his way uh, to an NHL contract and we're looking forward to seeing what he can do for us next season well, we're looking forward to seeing you guys on the ice. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys are doing the uh, the rookie tournament this year. Is that correct? Yep, yep. We'll, we'll be doing the rookie tournament just like we had been in the past. And that'll serve probably a little bit as our development camp as well. And we'll try to fit in a lot of uh, good team concepts and structure and culture. And uh, the boys will soak it up all in one week. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, when you get yeah. back here, you and I got to sit down and have lunch because we've been talking about this for a while. We got to get it done. So have a good time out in Boston. Uh, best of luck to your son out there. And and uh, and we'll see you when you get back. So appreciate the time. Uh, appreciate it, Scott. Rob, pleasure speaking with you. Uh, looking forward yes, to seeing you, Scott, when we get back. 
All right, sounds Absolutely. good. That's Steve Potvin, the associate head coach with the Tucson Roadrunners, joining us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, Rob and I will be back to wrap up another episode of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Hi, this is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at circusports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at circusports.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone, but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user. And the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. You're listening to Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb, joining me from the uh, Home Run Derby in uh, Coors Field in beautiful Denver, Colorado, I'm guessing. Uh, it's, it's cooling off a little bit, isn't it, Rob? Uh, a little bit. I'm still in the stairwell, so uh, I'm getting a little bit of a crust <laughs> freeze, but not okay. much. It's, it's still hot. As- I love it. This is live stuff, folks. Uh, you can't get any better than this. The Home Run Derby in the stairwell, in the seats, wherever you can go to get a good connection. We appreciate it. Um, as always, Rob, when we have a guest on, I always like to ask you your opinion uh, I know Steve pretty well, I think, and uh, and I know you've had a first time to, to visit with him. But your thoughts on uh, on Steve Potvin and what he brings to the uh, Tucson Roadrunners? Passion. I mean, he, you you heard it in his voice how passionate it is to get these kids to the next level and to help them grow as a player and not only as a player but as a person as well. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, one of these days I could have lunch with him when you do because I would love to just sit and talk to a hockey guy like that. And, and just pick. Well, and he is a pot then. I, I apologize for getting his dad wrong again because every time I think it's on the in, on Wikipedia, <laughs> they even have it wrong. It is not Dennis Potvin. It is Roger Potvin. Uh, Dennis <laughs> is his uncle, and uh, and we go through this every time I have him on, and and I'm just uh, I, kicking myself for not getting it right. But um, he's a pot then, nonetheless. The genes are there. His his hockey career is incredible. Uh, his coaching career is continuing to grow he had his first taste as a head coach of course Jay Verratti's coming back uh this year so Steve will be the associate head coach but uh talk about a team player I asked him about that and I think he doesn't mind me sharing this he said you know what he said uh, I have to preach now or practice what I preach to the boys that you can only control what you can control and uh man oh man that that's classy that's just a classy move absolutely you know learn, learn from me I'm, I'm not exactly where I want to be, but you know what? I'm not going to stop fighting. I'm just going to continue to do my job. And if a head coaching job comes along, great. But I'm going to do the best I can in the job that I'm doing right now. And it's a good role model for the kids because, you know what? And some kids may be blocked by the NHL guys, and they're going to have to keep fighting hard or figure out a way to get it to the 
Yeah, without a doubt. We just got a few minutes left, and, and I want to find out who's winning the uh, the home run derby in a minute. But uh, some news on the AHL side of things. The uh, the um, Stockton Heat have a new coach. you hear anything about the new coach? Uh, Mitch Love, I believe is his name. Uh, yeah, I did hear a little bit about it. I think you and I talked about it offline. Uh, it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, anytime you're coming off a pandemic like this, you're used to having your own guys. Now a new guy is coming in, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, the stock. Not only that, but there's some signings going on. I sent you one uh, from the Colorado Eagles who kind of got a guy uh, from the same Pacific Division. They got him from the Stockton Heat. Strangely enough, strangely enough, yes, he is from the Stockton Heat. Uh, but Rob Hamilton of the Colorado Eagles, that's easy for me to say, announced that they signed him to a two-year AHL contract through the 2022-23 season. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot of movement over the next month or so as teams start to jockey for positions. And, and once the uh, Kraken gets their roster, uh, we'll see more and more uh, coming. But uh, Liam Kirk. The, the kid from Great Britain, uh, I think a lot of people think he's projected to get on the Coyotes roster, but if he doesn't and ends up down in Tucson, at least for part of the year, oh my goodness, I've seen that kid at a couple of camps, Rob. He is very skilled and to be the second leading scorer in, in the uh, world championships, that says something. And also coming from the uh, the great country of Great Britain, of all places, uh, holy cow. Well, he's probably a little upset that England lost the Euro finals to, to Italy. Uh, but no, Liam Kirk has a bright, a bright future, and if it's not with the Coyotes, it will. Yeah, it's going to be with the uh, the Roadrunners, if not the Coyotes, because I think they got him on a two or three year deal. So he's not going anywhere from the organization. But from all indications, he held up very, very well against uh, NHL competition, and I think uh, he can find himself a spot on that Coyotes roster. As I said to Steve, it's been. Very, very quiet uh, on the Coyotes' side of things. And, and he, he brought that up at the point that, that he knows the work going on behind the scenes and, and maybe sometimes quiet is not a bad thing. But, uh, man, you got to feel for the Coyotes and what they have to do because they've got so many obstacles to clear uh, in order to be able to, to, to be considered a, a Stanley Cup uh, contender. Well, it may be quiet on, you know, on the outside looking in, but on the inside looking out, I'm sure he's not feeling that it's quiet. He's, he's got so much he has to do. He's got rosters to, to peruse. He's got people, guys to scout and whatnot to figure out, uh, you know, who's, who's protected, who's not protected, what's going to happen when the, once the Kraken decide on who they're picking and whatnot, and the whole trickle-down effect. So it's quiet on the outside looking in, but I don't think that anybody on the inside of any organization right now. You know, one of the things that uh, – that I saw that uh, came out from uh, Connor McDavid is uh, his comment that the Canadians show that the Oilers are close. Any truth to that? Uh, no, because they don't have a goalie like, like <laughs> Terry Price. And, and, that's, and that's to me the bottom line is, you know, you put Terry Price on the Oilers, yeah, I'll give him a chance. You take Terry Price off the Oilers and they don't, they have their goaltenders they have now, uh, Steve Smith, is that, was that, one of the last ones they had, I, you know, it's hard to keep track these days. Uh, Mike Smith. No, Mike Smith. Mike Smith. I mean, Mike Smith. Uh, but no, they, they need goaltending. Build from the. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that's what they have to do. And I think Toronto's in the same position. A whole bunch of talented forwards and maybe some solid defense. But uh, the goaltending has just got to be the backstop, right? Uh, here's an idea. Maybe trade someone like Mitch Marner for a goaltender. And therefore, you get you, you trade a value, and you get someone that's going to help the team rather than another forward or another defenseman that's just going to score more points and not keep. The- one more one more NHL talk that I've heard. Um, people have been telling me that the Vegas Golden Knights are sniffing around, uh, trying to make a deal with uh, to get Jack Eichel uh, out of Buffalo. Uh, any thoughts on that? And if that would happen, would that make the Golden Knights better? How healthy is it going to be? I mean, you know, the Rangers, are, the, Ranger, <laughs> the Rangers are, you know, still tied to Jack Eichel. I don't want to see Jack Eichel on the Rangers, honestly, because I don't think he's a, I don't think he's that difference maker right now. Maybe you put him on a team where they're a player or two away like the Knights are and he could be. But who do you give up for Jack? Well, that's the problem. And, and right now uh, in Vegas, you got you got cap issues. You got to work around. I know Mark Andre is willing to. uh 
to rework his deal, uh, to get a long deal to finish his career there and, and take less money to stay in Vegas. He loves it there. He's a great uh, ambassador for the Vegas Golden Knights. So I think that happens to free up some dollars. But you got to look at Alec Martinez. you got to try to keep him. Uh, you got to look at, uh, you know, that line. I think, to be honest with you, as much as it pains me to say this, I think the Riley Smith uh, and I think uh, Jonathan Marcheseau and um, – uh, who am I missing on that line? One of them is is probably going to get traded. Well, but someone's going to have to. How how else are you going to if you trade for Jack Eichel? The other thing you have to think about is the ten million dollar a year cap hit. I mean, how are you going to fit that if you're already up? Now, like I said, if you restructure Mark Andre uh, and you, and you get some dollars there, and you maybe don't re-sign an Alec Martinez, or you trade away some money. Um, maybe, maybe you could, well, I know you could make it work. There's no doubt about that, but does it make you better? That's the question. Well, that's the thing. Is the addition of Jack Geifel plus the subtraction of all the players that's going to have to go uh, to Buffalo, whether it's youth or from the roster, is that, you know, does that outweigh the other, the $10 million price tag and whatnot, and can he put them over the top? And it doesn't detract. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you look at what Montreal did. They brought in a guy like Cole uh, Caulfield. Uh, they got Nick Suzuki on a still a pretty good deal. And, and they're becoming top-line players along with Tyler Toffoli. So you got those three. I think that's what Vegas needs to do. They need to cultivate some of that young talent and, uh, and, and bring that up and make a difference. And I think they're disappointed uh, in Cody Glass. I hope that, that he comes around and, and, and becomes an NHLer. Uh, but right now he's on the, on the edge. And I think Jack Dugan is close. Uh, I think there's some other guys down in Henderson that are close. But, man, oh, man, um, this window that Bill Foley likes to keep open um, may close quickly if you don't do something with young young talent. Well, if you don't get the infusion of young talent up for your minor league system, you're not. You're not it's not going to happen. It's the window will close quicker than you think. You need that infusion of young talent, not only just from the, the standpoint of an infusion of, of youth and excitement, but also from the cap standpoint of. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up next week with the, uh, the start of the expansion draft. Chiefs uh, next Wednesday, it's going to start and then uh, a day off on Thursday and then um, Friday, Saturday, I'm still putting together our schedule, trying to do something where we can be uh, involved with a special podcast. So I will let everybody know by the end of the week, uh, how that looks. Of course, the Summer so- Showcase comes up, and uh, that's got a lot of uh, Southwest flavor to it, if you will. So we'll keep track of that. And by all means, don't miss tomorrow night on uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're bringing on Josh Doan, and uh, we're going to visit with Josh and, and find out what it's like uh, in anticipation of an NHL draft. Well, that, Take it away, my friend. That should be a great show. And the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, whether it's the Long Bar or the Andia Amoa Steakhouse, we are more than just great gaming action. Book your spot at thed.com. Boost Mobile, where all plans include a mobile hotspot and America's largest 5G network for less. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, where we can provide for all your hockey needs on the ice or in line. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices, it always seems to take you longer to decide what to eat than actually eat it. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. We find your drive with M-Drive. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available to download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Hey, Alexis, turn on my ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by the D Resort and Casino is a part of IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, home run derby update. <laughs> Wait, give me a sec. The the latest update that I got was <laughs> Trey Mancini versus uh, Pete Alonso in the finals, and now I'm gonna run upstairs see if I can catch any of that. 
All right. Congratulations again to Miles uh, for, for getting that uh, that D2 scholarship and, and uh, spot on the roster. So congratulations to you as well. Have a good night. Enjoy the rest of the baseball uh, all-star series. I think and uh, we Thank will talk again next time. Thank you. Very- Absolutely. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.